0: Welcome to the Group Fitness Instructor Business Podcast by Ricky Long and Lindsay Morrison. This podcast comes off the back of feedback we have had on our own personal and main podcasts, the Ricky Long Podcast and the Lindsay Morrison Podcast. We get constant questions and comments around being a group fitness professional.
1: Our main podcast will still continue to run alongside this one and we want to make it very clear to you that this podcast is not endorsed by any other brand or company and all our views are our very own. This podcast will be short and sharp and will not be edited in the production phase.
0: The goal of this podcast will always be to help the group fitness professional regardless of programmes and demographic. You can email all feedback and questions to rickfitni at gmail.com, subject, GFI, business, podcast.
1: Welcome to the Group Fitness Instructors Business Podcast with Lindsay Morrison and Ricky Long.
0: Very excited to be bringing this new podcast to you, to everyone listening, and the goal of this podcast is to serve the group fitness instructor from a business point of view. This is episode one, and this is going to be the foundations for every episode moving forward, and you can leave us feedback in the iTunes review box, the Spotify (laughs) review box I can nearly talk. And you can send us emails, DMs on our various contacts which we'll put in the show notes. So my name's Ricky Long, this is Lindsay Morrison and this is the Group Fitness Instructor Business Podcast. Are you excited?
1: Very excited.
0: So the point of episode number one is to share with you what the Group Fitness Instructor Mindset can be. Obviously it can be a number of things and to share with you our thought process moving through the next couple of episodes and the theme of every episode in fact, when it comes to the mindset of being a business owner versus just doing some exercise. Um, so one of the things that you'll find a lot, and by the way, these all come from our experience. So we've sat down and kind of jotted some ideas down, bullet points down about what we believe we thought when we were starting in the early days as group fitness instructors, in, in the middle days, and what we kind of think now, just kind of goes very, very easy. Possibly short-term thoughts that you can have. Um. So the first one I've got down here is you're constantly thinking as a group fitness instructor. When is my next class? What clothes do I need for it? How long do I need to travel to get to it? What choreography do I need to know? and how am I going to feel afterwards?
1: The next point we've got is around, okay, so what do we eat? So maybe you've been at work all day, you don't do this uh, role as a group fitness instructor as your main source of income. So, you know, what, what? how do you eat? How do you prepare for maybe that night of teaching when you've got one, two, three classes back to back?
0: Our next point leading kind of on for that is how much does it pay it's very very easy as a group fitness instructor to just think okay this class is worth 20 quid this class is worth 25 pounds this class is worth 15 pounds if seven people turn up to this class i will get 11 pounds if 24 people turn up to this class i'll get 18 points so it's very very much about thinking i get paid by the hour for this class
1: and then actually we had a, a, a discussion around some things, you know, female versus male kind of things that might go through our head. And when I was thinking about it, um, actually teaching when we're on our period is, you know, it's is quite a, a subject that we can delve into because there's a whole lot of things that go through my mind when I'm teaching on my period. And I'm sure for <clears throat> you listeners out there, you may be thinking the same, you know, okay, again, what we are um, it Also, you know, how do you feel? Um, and all sorts of things that can happen.
0: I think a lot of the male listeners right now, after four minutes of the first episode, who have just heard the word period are like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, let's break
1: down that barrier that um, the word period is a taboo word or is a, oh, let's not say it, or, oh, I get embarrassed. It's, it happens every month <laughs> to us. <laughs> and it's, yeah, hmm.
0: What classes, uh, the next point is, what classes can I cover this week? So there can be a percentage of instructors out there who might actively think and maybe perhaps leave a night of the week free so they can deliberately cover classes that week. Um, Therefore, you might be in contact with different group fitness instructors, managers, Facebook groups, um, and you might make it part of your business. What classes can I cover? do I need to cover? And that can be for a number of reasons. It could be um, from an income point of view. It could be from a fitness point of view. It could be just, um, take this kind of tongue in cheek, it could be just because you're bored saying a Wednesday night and it's, it's your way of getting out without the commitment. Uh, the next one.
1: Yeah, for all you mascara waiters out there, uh, <laughs> What what kind of mascara do you wear? Waterproof or what do you get done? Do you get eyelashes? Do you get uh, lash extensions? But yeah, it sounds like a, an odd subject to talk about. But there's nothing worse than making your way through a class and at the end you look in the mirror and you think nobody told me the state that my face is in uh, because <coughs> of the mascara I have on. <laughs> and it all comes down to that personal appearance, doesn't it? Wanting to look great, wanting to to um, yeah look great and be inspiring
0: um. also. And that one's not just exclusive to females because no. it is 2020. Um, there are some guys out there who will wear makeup and mascara and that is totally okay. Uh, next one following on from my last point, it's who will cover my classes? So you might have other commitments outside of your, your fitness business career. You could have families, you could have other jobs and it's getting that mindset of fear what will happen if I can't teach my class and I'll always say to the group fitness instructor out there you are much much more important than the people who come to your class so it's not okay to constantly not live your life social events not see kids just because you have a class at 7pm at night so it's good to have a cover list. and Throughout this podcast we're going to give you tips on how to get cover. Uh,
1: the next one is is yeah it's, it's another another big one. It's, it's all around you know maybe you are new to teaching and maybe you're not. Maybe you are a cover instructor or actually maybe you are an instructor who's been teaching a long time but go to a new club and cover a class that you've never taught before and it's You know, we all have that thought of, oh my God, are they going to like me? Will the participants like me? Um, So we're going to delve into that a little bit and how we can handle that and get around that and feel good about that when we teach our classes.
0: I'm tired. I have no time to myself. A standard sentence from about 99% of fitness professionals in general, but especially group fitness professionals. Um, I'm tired and have no time to myself, that one's very, very based around is, you know, teaching group fitness classes. It's, you're basically doing as much or more work, physical work, than full-time athletes. Um, you're getting paid significantly less, which brings certain life stresses. And you're probably doing a lot of these classes at unsociable hours. So I've already talked about, you might be doing the evening classes. So you might be out of the house from 5pm until 9pm. You might be doing lunchtime classes. You might be doing mid-morning classes and you might be doing the early morning red-eye classes. So if you were to do those on a regular basis, say two, three times a week, it is very, very easy to feel very tired and feel like you have no time to yourself.
1: So the teaching in a new place, which I just touched on, there's also a, a, a different perspective you can look at this. So, you know, when you teach in a new place, we often have the thoughts of, okay, I've never been before. Where do I go? Who do I report to? What should I expect? Where do I get the head mic? Um, there's a whole of things that you know clubs should be doing to make you feel comfortable and at ease when you go in and service their instructor, uh, service their um, members. So we'll talk a bit about that as well. The onboarding process, what it should look like, um, and what good looks like with that.
0: We did decide to limit that to five H that we can think about. You know. 10 common things a group fitness instructor um, might be at the forefront of their mind. There's loads, we could have sat for ages, we could have done a whole 30 minute episode about that. If you do have any other pressing ones which you think we've missed, let us know, um, and we can go into depth about that on later episodes. And. It's the point of these is to bring value to you as a group fitness instructor professional. So your feedback, your thoughts, your questions, your comments, and your topic suggestions as we move forward are going to really, really form the, the basis of this podcast.
1: I think it's for, for you guys listening, it's important to know that this is for you. Um. So that's exactly what Rick is saying there is that what What do you want? What do you want us to talk about? What's helpful for you? Because this podcast and things moving forward you're the center and the core of what we are doing
0: mm-hmm. now what we have to do f- now just before we move into the next part of this um podcast is what we have to do you see this in social media all the time and in videos podcasts um blog, we have to qualify ourselves so we've got to take just a couple of minutes here just to chat about ourselves and why we feel we're qualified to talk about this um So I'm going to start with Lindsay. How long have you been teaching group fitness?
1: I was just about to say, I've been around the block a few times. (laughs) (laughs) I have a youthful face, but yeah, I have many years experience. I have been in the industry for, oh God, as long as I can remember, since I was 18. Uh, And I'm not going to say I'm 24, because I'm not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So yeah, I've been teaching a very long time. I've worked in lots of clubs, been around to visit lots of clubs, Um, So I do have many, 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 many years of experience and been in very many situations and stories that we will probably share in these podcasts about the things that we have um, been through, the good, the bad, the ugly, so yeah.
0: Lindsay's doing herself a disservice here. Lindsay has been the fitness instructor, the fitness manager for a gym, the regional fitness cluster person. Lindsay has been the group fitness instructor of freestyle classes like aerobics and step and you will probably know Lindsay for her Les Mills career. So how long were you a Les Mills instructor before you became a Les Mills trainer-ish?
1: So uh, 14 years Les Mills instructor and before that I obviously doing freestyle, Mm. making up my own, choreography, aerobics, body conditioning, um, all the kind of freestyle stuff that's still it goes around
0: just now yeah Lindsay's obviously represented herself and Les Mills on an international stage teaching for Les Mills UK on masterclass films and in and around the UK Ireland and South Africa yeah and then to myself I've been in the fitness industry since 2004 it was the first job I had coming out of school, I was very, very lucky in that I found what I wanted to do very, very early. Basically, all my mates were going off when they were 16, 17 to do quote unquote normal nine to five jobs like work in offices, civil service, shops, retail, that sort of thing. Some of them were going off to university and I'd already started training by this point and I just thought it'd be kind of nice just to work in here and I can train all day. Um, that was my thought at the time you know I was 16 I wasn't the smartest person in the world um, and then I've just from there I've progressed I've being the fitness manager the gym manager um, the regional manager the and that holds all types of roles so not just fitness like sales reception I've been the gym owner um, also you'll probably know me from Les Millsland where we are both we should have actually clarified this and sorry we're both trainers for les mills uk that sees us work with a, a number of fitness group fitness instructors throughout um the uk and ireland um and then more recently probably in the last two years we've both started the venture into the coaching space which goes beyond you know there's your training plan there's your workout there's your nutrition um we've got our own podcast got our own coaching programs um that really, really develop people, personal and professional. How was that?
1: Yeah. I think <clears throat> I wish that when I was starting out, there was a podcast like like this to help me. Um, because when I was starting out, it was very much you're on your own. You're kind of just getting on with it, kind of learning as you go. Don't really know the tips or the hints or the do's and the don'ts. So... Um, I'm really excited that we've started this podcast to to bring you guys as much value as possible and to make your experience as a group fitness instructor a really awesome one.
0: Yeah, with that in mind, if you can think of someone who would benefit from listening to this podcast, please send it to them, put it in your Instagram story, tag us, tag them. um, We want to spread the word in this. And as you heard right at the start of the show, this is very, very much our opinion based on our experience. We are prepared to have conversations and have challenges and have debates. And maybe on later episodes, if that involves us bringing on certain guests, maybe yourself listening, we will definitely explore that. Right, the main part of this episode. When I say the main part, it's not going to be long. It's going to be about seven, eight minutes. Um, But it's the main part because it's the most important part of this episode and episodes moving forward. I'm going to quote some content from a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kioski. Robert Kioski divides opinion. He is an entrepreneur. He kind of started in the 70s and 80s and he, he divides opinion on the entrepreneur stage. However, what I'm going to quote from his book, I love and a lot of current entrepreneurs, whether they like this man or not, adopt this philosophy. So, what I want you to do is Remove yourself from your own thoughts and look at yourself like you look at someone else. So look at yourself objectively rather than subjectively. And we're going to talk about shifting you through different quadrants as the podcast goes on and through different sides of this diagram. If you do want to get a pen and paper right now, it might be an opportunity. Just hit pause. I will give you two seconds. One. So so what you want to do is imagine a cross on a page, a vertical line straight down the middle and a horizontal line right through the the middle of it. A bit like the England flag, if you're Scottish listening to this I'm sorry but it's the easiest way just to get it out there. So imagine the England flag, top left you're going to write the letter E, bottom left you're going to write the letter S, top right you're going to write the letter B, bottom right you're going to write the letter I. That's E S B I. So Robert Carson talks about how he had a rich dad and a poor dad. On this diagram, his rich dad operated on the right side. So he operated over B and I and his poor dad operated under E and S. I'm not going to go into the dynamics of why he had two dads. I would advise you to read the book. So on the left is the E stands for you are employed. You're an employee by a firm and a company. Bottom left, you are self-employed. Top right, you are a business owner. Bottom right, you are an investor. Typical characteristics of all of this. On the left, you're employed. It's a time for money exchange. You turn up for work at a time you're told to, and you're basically told what to do. You'll get holidays, you'll get sick pay, you'll have targets to meet. And you'll probably have some sort of review system in place by your boss who wants the best for the department. Not necessarily you as a person, but the department. Bottom left, self-employed. You work for yourself, but you probably can't take more than six weeks off because there isn't enough money. So it's still a time for money exchange. You must turn up at a certain time and you will charge someone money for you to be there for that time. So in this instance, we're thinking, this is where the group fitness instructor lives. You must turn up at seven o'clock, you teach the class, you leave at eight o'clock. If you don't turn up at seven o'clock, you do not get paid. So a lot of people think they're a business owner as a self-employed, I'm here to tell you right now, you're not a business owner if you're self-employed. You own a job. There's a massive difference because you cannot take six weeks off. I want you as a group fitness instructor to listen to this. I want you to think of the, the GM of your club right now. Could they, in theory, take more than six weeks off and the club would still survive? The answer is yes. Could they, could you, in theory, take six weeks off and financially be okay for not teaching your 10 classes per week? I very, very much doubt it. Top right, this is the big business, the business owner. So this could be the GM of the club. More likely, it's going to be the GM's boss, the the CEOs, the directors of the business. These guys can take six weeks off. These guys might only turn up face-to-face once or twice per month. The rest of the time, they can operate from remote locations i'm not saying these guys don't work i'm saying they don't have to be there at a set time these typically would be your, your ceos your directors um the the cluster managers if we're sp- thinking specifically about the fitness industry here or for if, if you're listening to this and you're in some sort of retail it's the retail owner not the shop floor worker and then the bottom right is your richard bransons your i forgot his name duncan, duncan panentine tony robbins And a friend of ours who a lot of people will listen to here is Philip and Les Mills. So they would qualify as investors because these guys have the resource, they have the systems, they have the, the high quality people involved in their business where they can invest time, money, energy as they see plays on different projects, passions, business opportunities for a specific outcome. So these guys tend to be, I keep saying guys, obviously guys and girls, these guys and girls tend to be quite powerful from a business point of view. Um, Very, very, very hard workers, but that hard work isn't often seen. Um, Because remember, these are the guys and girls who are, they're the responsible for the business. So they could have two or three people under them two or three hundred people under them two or three thousand people under them so hopefully that made sense to you um if we make this really specific about the fitness industry right now if you're employed you are receptionist gym floor worker if you're self-employed you're a pt group fitness instructor business owner you're the gm or perhaps the owner of a small independent club or couple of clubs investor you own several clubs So now you've got that picture on the left you've got ENS. and s on the right you've got b and i on the left this is called active income on the right this is called passive income and the biggest fundamental difference between these two is on the left active income you must exchange in some way or another time for money i.e you must be somewhere at a certain time Provide a service and then get paid for it. If you don't turn up, you don't get paid. On the right, passive income. This is where you can, quote unquote, earn money as you sleep. You can perform your tasks in a certain amount of freedom that suits your life. For example, you could be an online PT and you can do all your programming at 4 a.m. in the morning, finish all your programming at 6 a.m. in the morning, send them all out to your clients, your 30, 40, 50 clients, and that is called passive income because you're doing it on your terms. You could also be selling some sort of ebook, some sort of fitness program. And then that follows down into the investor section, which I've already said. An investor could, in theory, just turn up for a conference call at a time that suits him or her any time of the day from anywhere in the world. And on that conference call could be all their GMs and the investor just basically says, right GMs go and achieve X, Y, and Z for the next month. So that's probably that's probably the first time I've explained that to you in depth. Um, so what questions do you think people might have about that diagram? Is there anything you want me to elaborate a little bit more on, on that? just thinking, just thinking. <laughs> tick, tick, tick,
1: tick. no um, I think what would be useful is if you link in the show notes a visual diagram of it we'll
0: do that yeah yeah' we'll do that so as we move through the podcast we're going to talk about this diagram from both sides and, and different quadrants for example it is our goal as a group fitness instructor business operator which you are listening to this that your business runs as successful as it can for you. So at no time are we gonna tell you to stop doing active income. In other words, stop teaching group fitness classes because then we actually don't have a podcast if mm. <laughs> we're telling people to do that. And at the same time, we're not gonna tell people to you know, do more passive income if it's not something you're enjoying doing in terms, because when you do passive income, you actually remove yourself from people and you will spend a lot of time behind systems um, so this is to serve everyone so we might have some podcasts which are really really focused on how you can improve the active stand of your business and some podcasts which can improve the passive for example we're going to have a podcast all about how you can improve your technique which is obviously on the active side and we're going to have a podcast about lines of revenue which is obviously on well, some of it is passive and some of it is actually active, active, so there's going to be a crossover. That's why this episode is so important for you to listen to, why we encourage you to get pen and paper. It's why we are going to put a diagram of that in the show notes. Um, probably not the picture we have up on our laptop right now. I'll probably find a better one than that. Um, but that is, that is it for episode one. What do you think?
1: I'm excited. I can't wait. Like uh, um I can't wait to unpack all the knowledge and experience that I have that you, so that you guys can feel good about what you do. Um, yeah.
0: My name's Lindsay Morrison.
1: <laughs> I'm Ricky Long. I'm Ricky Long.
0: <laughs> and this is the Group Fitness Instructor Business Podcast, Episode 1. Please let us know your feedback. All the links are in the show notes. And as this is Episode 1, seriously, any reviews you can give us, in itunes and spotify are so powerful right now because it's the first episode it's literally like dynamite in terms of how this podcast could grow and reach people and as i said if you can send this on to anyone we would really really appreciate that see you on the next episode